Hello and welcome back to the SER Intel Podcast. My name is Philip Wilburn and I'm here with Evan. Unfortunately, Killian's not here today, so I'm uh, repping the, the colorful, look like I'm about to go to Hawaii clothes. <laughs> What's up, man? Nice. Not much. Just uh, enjoying, uh, we just did a walkthrough. Actually, this home, this is one of our uh, nicer Victorian, we call it Boulder Mansions because it's almost like a mansion. It's got like seven bedrooms and it's, it's just three stories. It's massive. It's got a hot tub. It's a great vacation property right in the smack dab in the center of downtown so uh guests love this property but we just got done doing a walk through with one of our newest squad leaders and uh we're looking for maintenance quality assurance for maintenance cleaning um really everything operations of the home making sure when the guest gets here they're gonna have a great experience and uh yeah it's uh i, I i'm loving up. i'm loving this new uh this new program because we're just getting much more eyes on the homes and much better care and um, yeah, it's going great. And, but, uh, that leads into our topic for the day, which is we're going to be talking about maintenance, um, what to look for, when, where, what to do in terms of maintenance, how to think about it, how to schedule it. Um, you know, everything that everything in between there. So, uh, yeah. And I know we've talked in the past a little bit about, um, as far as kind of the initial setup of an STR, some of the, the things to anticipate, but I don't know if we've talked about, kind of frequency, routine, maintenance, how often, what kind of maintenance you should be doing. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted us just to kind of dive into that, kind of talk about it a little further. Um, I mean, I guess the first question is uh, where are you get who's doing your maintenance? Are you contracting it out? Are you doing it yourself? Um, or do you have somebody a, like an employee, a W-2 employee doing the, doing the work? Because um, that's something definitely to consider, especially if you're coming from uh, maybe kind of the standard um, property management space where timing isn't as much of a factor when, you know, with this hospitality, the response time needs to be much quicker. So that's something to consider when you're talking about, should I get a contractor? Should I get an employee and train them on this? Should I have somebody on standby ready to go? Because um, we find even, you know, small issues, guests want it fixed right then and there during their stay. And normally that's like, hey, get somebody out here in two hours. I need somebody here to fix this immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there's there's like, there's three options, right, with uh, who you can use for this. You can do it yourself if, let's say, you have one or three Airbnbs and, you know, you want to make it more of a full-time job. Just be, be aware you might be on call all the time and... Um, you can also have a property manager like us uh, that, you know, we have a set of things that we take care of and we're pretty much turnkey. So we'll, uh, we'll coordinate the contractors for you. And we've also got our own in-house, in-house maintenance that'll, that'll go out and do it. Or you can, you know, you can contract out with the maintenance company that'll, that'll come out and uh, do so. That's probably the most expensive way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd say probably the most time delay on that too. Um, it's, sometimes that's hard to get a consistent, I mean, to find either a handyman or a maintenance company that can respond same day of, I, I haven't seen that too often. But yeah, that's, that's your, it's probably your most expensive way of, uh, and your probably least reliable way of getting things done. Cause a lot of the times you, you, there's some simple things that you need to get done that just don't really require expertise. Like who's changing your light bulbs, who's, who's tightening your furniture, who's, uh, you know, replacing the smoke detector batteries. Are you relying on a cleaner to do that? Sometimes it's not the best to rely on the cleaners to do that. It just depends on who they are and what they do. But, uh, yeah. And I'd say too, like have them stay in their lane and not divert their focus. You want them cleaners to be, 
you know, just focused on the cleaning and that's it. And once you start giving them additional duties outside of the scope of that, um, it just makes it harder for them to maintain that same quality with the cleaning. Um, and I think we, we've seen that before too, where we basically just put too much on uh, a cleaner cleaning teams, uh, you know, too, too, we put too much work on their plate and they weren't able to do it. Um, and then they, the, uh, the quality of even the cleaning declined as well. So, um, I was going to say pretty much a d- direct correlation with, uh, the more duties or more scope of duties you stack on. That means the diminishing of quality on each one of those duties. Um, pretty much. Right. Yeah. But go on. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, let's, let's talk about, um, kind of timing and maybe more routine common, uh, things that occur with maybe on a weekly basis within checkouts, you know, you're, you're turning the property over maybe two to three times a week. You've got three sets of guests checking in and out. What are kind of some of the routine common, uh, maintenance items? Well, yeah, the, and that then, normally pop up. And within those routine, there's also different categories. So like your, how we think about it is basically we're looking for safety, functionality, and, uh, so safety and functionality are the two big maintenance maintenance ones and then probably property care just you know making sure the property is well maintained but those kind of go into functionality and safety so if you do those two right then probably property care is done pretty well but that's like you know doing your uh lawn care and stuff but um so yeah periodic maintenance events i would say it really depends for this one but your uh, ac filter and your furnace filters changing those uh here sometimes it can be once a month we have to do that because there's a, it's a dry and there's a lot of dust. Um, it's almost like a small desert. Uh, so, you know, we might have to change the the filters once a month or quarterly at least at the least. Um, but you know, that's but, but maybe more on like a, like a weekly basis. What's something, I mean, I know paint chips, those type of things we've seen, you know, people just carrying in and out their luggage, small paint chips on the walls. Um, those type of things that are more common, maybe some loose furniture that needs tightened. Um, what are some more common kind of things that, uh, happen occur, I guess, occur within a weekly basis. Yeah. We can get in more into, uh, as far as the timing of things more into kind of like the monthly, the quarterly, and then the yearly. Yeah. I mean, we're getting to the point too, where we need to check smoke detectors weekly as well. Um, because that's a big major safety item and, you know, guests could take out a battery and a smoke detector or they could mess with the smoke detector between stays since you have maybe like, you know, two to two to three stays a week or maybe just one a week. We're checking in at least once a week just to make sure they're still there and operating because um, we have had situations where we, we've gotten there and a guest has taken out a battery or they've taken down a smoke detector. And, you know, you don't want many more guests going through without smoke detectors. Obviously, it's a big safety concern. There's no early detection there for smoke. Uh, or fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one that we're getting to weekly, at least just making sure they're there and maybe even just press the button to make sure it's operating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going through weekly and shaking around furniture, you know, giving it a, a good push and making sure it's, it's stable, making sure the TVs are working. That's another thing we're checking is making sure the operations of the TV are the TVs connected to Wi-Fi. If you have a Roku, um, making sure the Wi-Fi is working. So all the basic stuff that's, you know, that if it goes out, it affects the guest experience, right? That you want mm-hmm. to work when they get there. Um, you know, you can basically, you can accomplish a lot by, you know, hot tubs we're doing pretty much, we're doing after each stay 
uh, on that frequency. And also what we're doing for the hot tubs is as, as our guys are checking them, they're also going around and checking the TVs. They're checking the Wi-Fi, and uh, they're, they're doing a small maintenance check on the property as they're doing those uh, preventative maintenance tasks for hot tubs. Um, gotcha. You, can um, you think of any other ones weekly that that you would recommend people check? Yeah, maybe just even walking the property once a week too. Uh, you could have anything from if you're you have a lot of trees around your house, you're gonna have a, a limb fall over. I mean, I know we've had a couple of gutters come off the siding of a house, um, those type of things. So I'd say even just walking the grounds, taking a look around the property, because um, there's also may not be guests, but environmental factors. Um, and if you're not, you know, if someone's not living there, then it's gonna happen in the scope of that house um, yeah. or the property itself. That's the thing about so the industry about- we're in is anything could happen. I mean, like, you know, you have a lot of different groups coming through and any, any group in between there, like some maintenance event can happen and, and your guests might not notify you. So just in comparison to long-term rental management, it just requires a lot more checking. And that's probably why, uh, you know, short-term rental property management rates are a lot higher than long-term. It's just there's a lot more involvement in the actual property. So let's talk about maybe um, something I think goes hand in hand with kind of your your, your quarterly or even yearly. Um, same with deep cleans. I think there should be maybe deep maintenance. And we talked about that a little bit with the preventive maintenance. Um, but maybe some of your major items of the house, like um, your stove, your, your major appliances, your HVAC system, your, your water heater, those type of things. So there's things you can do, maybe a water heater flush, those type of things. I think they recommend that's more maybe on a two-year basis, year to two-year basis. Um, HVAC systems, of course, like you talked about, air filter probably needs changed out once a month. Um, well, depending on where you're at and what time, what season it is. Um, but checking the, the air filters. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, I'd say on that too, um, having the warranties ready for the, uh, the make, model, and serial number all your major appliances. Because if you have anything under warranty, um, it just helps to go ahead and have that stored somewhere, some data, because most of them you just call, get that's all the information they need, and then you can coordinate and contract out those repairs on those items. Um, But just having those to save you the trip from driving out there or having someone go collect that. Yeah, and also having like a, a, a maintenance record as well. And we take this very seriously, just keeping a record of all the events that have happened at the home because, you know, the last thing you want to do is say you, you hire a maintenance guy and um, there's literally no information. Um, th- that record of information doesn't transfer if you have to hire a new one later on. And, and so now you're starting over every time there's a maintenance event. Like there's no history or record of events that have happened if you don't if you don't keep a log. So I think that that's really important. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a really good point because um, it seems very obvious, but I think it's something most people don't do. Um, but yeah, if you have um, like a leak or something that occurred, maybe it was several months, several years ago, and it's something that's reoccurring, and you're not tracking that, you're you're just you're fixing band-aids and you're fixing the same problem over and over or you're not fixing the root problem of it. So that, yeah, that's really important to just track every single maintenance task that's done, whether that's, I mean, we've talked about software, um, but putting your tech stack, building your tech stack, getting some, some tracking software, even if that's just a word document for the house, it'd be something that simple. Yeah. Or you can get crazy like us and automate it. 
So what we're describing here is basically like what a good property management company should be doing, right? So a good property management or, or company. Or even on a even on an individual level. Yeah. Too, even if you're not I think this is for anybody, not yeah. necessarily just a, a company. This is just quality property management. So it's like keeping a log that property management company is keeping a log of all the maintenance events that have happened at your home. Um, they, they have very detailed notes of every time a maintenance guy goes out and does something at a home, um, which we do, right? We, we require them to even take pictures and all that good stuff after every time they do a maintenance event. Um, so yeah. Um, so monthly item, what, what did we talk about? We talked about yearly items. So basically, uh, you know, you're, you're getting your furnace inspected every year um, by a, by an AC professional. And, and that goes into some other things as well as like having the right people work on the right stuff. Like you probably don't want your handyman working on your furnace. So that's probably illegal in a lot of states as well because they have to be licensed professionals. Yeah, yeah, that could be a, a, li- a liability. You may not be licensed for it. Um, but I mean, you could also, you could teach them at least or have, have they could have basic knowledge of how to troubleshoot it and, know who to contract out for it but yeah like you said be careful the scope in which you're doing things especially if it's something under warranty that you're working on personally or you have one of your team working on that you're not licensed to do because you void that warranty so that's just something to well that even cuts into uh, cuts into liability as well so like imagine a guest you let's imagine you built your your bag deck it's a wraparound deck. You built it yourself. You even did the support structures for it and everything. And then let's say a guest comes and that deck collapses on them and they get hurt or they get seriously injured. Um, who do you think they're going to look at? at the, who's at fault at that point Like for, for that event happening? They're going to look at the person who probably built the deck. So now you're... <laughs> Just by you doing well, that, yeah, you well, put liability on yourself. You're gonna you're gonna get hit everywhere. Who's the owner of the house? Who's uh, who's managing this property? And then also, who built the deck? So you're gonna get demolished. But that goes to everything. It's like electrical issues. Like, what if somebody gets electrocuted because someone did something not to code in terms of electrical, plumbing, everything that ha- that could cause damage or that could cause uh, injury to to someone like. Now that liability is on the person who's done the work. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's very important to use licensed contractors for a lot of work. And unless you really know what you're doing. I, I mean, a lot of our owners are builders. Uh, they, they work in the industry. So it's like, you know, that person can have faith that they, that they did that work right. So, you know, unless you're very confident that you're, you know, you're a, a skilled expert in a lot of these areas that I, I, I wouldn't, recommended going on an endeavor to, to do these things yourself. Don't do DIY on yeah, your investment it's, property. Yeah. It's just too much. You're putting your, you're exposing yourself to too much risk for little, little savings. Or if it's like cosmetic things, obviously that's not a concern. I guess what could go with that too, what we could talk about as well as the, um, the services that go alongside that. Um, I think they kind of go hand in hand, your lawn care, snow removal, uh, those type of things, pest control, those should all be kind of maintained the same. I mean, I guess you could contract those out. Um, but something to anticipate is they do need a little bit of management. Even when, it's, when you're talking about lawn care, um, it's not always, hey, here's your day to mow. Uh, a lot of contracting lawn care companies uh, may not even set you up on the same day of the week, and it may not be a consistent time that they're coming out. So 
you could have them show up and run into uh, run into guests, and guests, you know, that guest may not want lawn care done while they're there. So that lawn care team has to come back and schedule another day, another week. So it's something to just keep in mind is they do require some scheduling and some um, some oversight. Yeah, don't um, don't set it and forget it on on any contractor you're hiring. There's always some level of management you have to do no matter what. Um, unless, you know, you found a solid property management company, but even then you, you probably want to check on your property management company and make sure they're doing a good job too. I mean, own, our owners check on us all the time and I'm glad they do because, uh, they hold us accountable and I love being held accountable because that means my product quality is going to be even better. Uh, cause I, I'm going to take that, that feedback and make it, make a better quality product with it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to take that feedback, but, uh, sometimes you got to just set aside your ego. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's always been a great source of feedback for us as our owners going to the house, checking on it and seeing things we didn't see. Exactly. Uh, yeah. If we can get better, let's get better. Yep. Um, let's see scope of maintenance. Anything else, uh, anything else comes to mind when we're talking about, any kind of maintenance preventative or within the scope of uh, routine yearly maintenance. Um, some people like to have their uh, their maintenance team checking on propane tank, refilling those for the grills, or if you have a fire pit, those type of things. Well, it kind of um, goes back important. to what, uh, what Killian was talking about a few episodes ago, but it was basically like, how can I make this as easy for the guest as possible? So like even to the point of like he was trying to figure out how to get this trash down a long driveway so the guests didn't have to take it down themselves, like how to automate that. So, you know, you're looking at everything, and we talk about this a lot, it's just the guest experience, everything within a guest experience that could go wrong. So maybe, you know, every month you're coming through, you've already got paint at the house, you're touching up little scuffs on the walls, you're touching up, you know, little little, little paint chips and, and all that stuff. Everything decorative functionality and safety you're taking a look at every time you go to the home. So, and, and then you're coming up with a good processes too. So you can actually do those consistently, consistently because consi- consistency in this business is the hardest part is how do I, um, even though I know I'm going to have nine reservations this month, how do I know every time that that guest is going to have a consistent stay? How, how do I know that every time they're going to, they're going to come to the property and it's going to be consistent with what the gas last guest experience was. Um, so that's, that's really what you're after. So, you know, and then you start to look at like what, what is affecting, what, it, what is causing their, if they're not having a consistent experience, what is causing their experience not to be consistent? Well, it's, it's stuff that's happening in between each day that, you know, guests are maybe damaging or maybe it's just wear and tear, but you're trying to keep it at a level product the whole time. The whole time you're, you, yeah, it's you have, incons- inconsistencies in your your process somewhere, and that could be in a a checklist, um, just a, a, the the preventive maintenance checklist, what they're looking for. Because if you're just going to a house and you're, I'm going to find anything that's wrong. Sure, you'll find things, but it's not going to be consistent every time. So if you have a checklist where I'm checking all these areas, the main high traffic areas like the stairwell, the entryway for paint chips, where I know people are rolling in and out bags. Um, and moving things where it's just more likely to have those type of paint chips, then, um, you know, it's quicker and it's consistent. And of course, in result of that is a more consistent, hopefully five-star review, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you could, uh, 
all, all you, yeah, all you want to do there is now you want to make a schedule like you were saying, and you want to put different time parameters on it every time you want to check that. So is this something I should check weekly? Is this something I should check monthly, quarterly, semi-annually, or annually? Um, or even every two years. So now you can have a consistent product because you know you're checking all these things uh, periodically. So, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much the the core of, of maintenance is consistency. It's having reliable labor that's cost effective for use. You, you know, maintenance can be the biggest profit killer for a house too. So like, you know, if you're coming in this, you're wanting a big ROI, but you've bought a maintenance hole that there's things falling apart on the guests all the time. Like that's where you're going to, that's where you're going to, your return on investment is going to go away if, if that's the case. So, um, you know, just having consistency, having a, you know, affordable labor as well, not, you know, not paying a hundred dollars an hour for everything you do at the home, but you're going to end up cutting into your profits too much. Um, so, you know, c- consistency of labor, uh, scheduling it out on a periodic basis. I mean, these are the core of, of how to have a good maintenance program for your house. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and timely too. That's the tricky part, finding all that and then being able to respond in a timely manner. Well, uh, I think we're going to cut this one a little short. Maintenance is kind of one of those topics where it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's pretty simple, but it's, it, it's something people do need help on. And we feel like, you know, we've got a breadth of knowledge in that area, but, uh, I think we're going to cut it short here and, uh, that's all we have for today. And, uh, we hope to see you next week on STR Intel. And thanks so much for taking a listen. Sweet. Thanks guys.